Welcome to another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Dave Slipka, as you can see from the title of the episode. Excited about visiting with Dave about uh, his hobby journey, how we've uh, intersected over the years, and uh, are going to enjoy uh, time today. But we've got uh, sponsors to thank, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Panini, Tops, and Upper Deck. My guest here has worked with or for several of those and certainly had business dealings with almost all of them, I would think. I Dave, just, you've done, I have just, you done about everything in the industry? Just about, just about. And I was just listening to that list and I was thinking, I'm current customers of just about all of those. <laughs> Probably not as much of Heritage and Huggins as I would like, but that's... Uh, because of budget, not because yeah. I don't, because of respect, but I think I'm definitely a customer of most of those or all of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got a great group of sponsors, but uh, we're here today to talk about uh, you know the interaction uh, with the wonderful uh, uh, intersection that we had uh, almost uh, 30 years ago, where you well tell us about your journey, how you even got to that point of where we met in Chicago, and 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 then you later came to work down here in Dallas. Sure. What, I, what was your hobby background? You know, growing up and emerging into your 20s. You know, I started collecting sometime around 1973, and I never really stopped. Um, and I, I really give a lot of credit to my mom in that because she's the antithesis of the story that you hear a thousand times is that my mom threw out my cards. My mom was just the opposite. She, before I could drive, she would drive me to the, the few card stores that were in the area. Um, when I got into my teens, I began to sell at flea markets, and she would sit with oh, me yeah. out at the I-80 flea market wow. south of Chicago. She would, when uh, shows started popping up, uh, you know, the smaller ones like hotel shows, she would drive me to those shows and drop me off and pick me up. And so, you know, I was before I was 16, I was doing card shows. Wow. And then, um, you know, she you know, just played a role in, in helping me uh, keep my hobby going, which, you know, I really couldn't have done. Well, for yeah. all the moms out there yeah. that threw out the cards... Here's an unsung hero that yeah. uh, uh, made up for it, uh, certainly. And uh, that, 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 what a great blessing to have a mom yeah. like that. So, uh, so then uh, what happened, uh, you know, in, as you get 18 and 20 and 22 and all that stuff? Well, I, I, I go to college, uh, Northern Illinois University, and get my degree in marketing and uh, end up getting out of school and jump into sales. And it's not the marketing I thought it was. It was a whole bunch of sales. And um, I didn't like it. I was good at it, but I didn't really like it. And I said, this is not going to work. I need to somehow find something that I can do that I like. And first things I thought of was sports cards. And, um, uh, one of the, and I, and I said, you know, in the late eighties, I believe or around 90, I said, you know, I need to, I need to apply for Beckett. I'm, I'm single. I'm, yeah. I'm free. I'm experienced. And they, they probably need somebody in marketing and, you know, sent off a, a resume and a couple weeks later got a rejection letter from Fred Reed and, <laughs> I'm not even sure we had a marketing department or a sales department back exactly. then. Exactly. And, I, and I, you know, I didn't stop there. I continued my pursuit, and, and I said, well, maybe there's another angle here as the, as the different price guides start adding. Yeah. And a lot of things that I was doing in the Chicago area was hockey. Okay. I was really specializing in hockey. Well, 90 is when we started thinking about hockey. Exactly. We didn't get started on it until early 91? or when, when, when? It was Late 90. Late 90, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I started on the 10th issue, which was oh, July right. of 91. July, August cover. But you and I talked in 90. Correct. We, we had a Correct. personal interview because you, you came on my radar and, and uh, you know, I was doing, you know, going up and uh, rotationally working my way around the country once a month going to shows and Chicago was a, a fabulous area. And, uh, you know, that was, that, and I was impressed with you, but I wasn't, we weren't at the point where we were, well, it just, we didn't have a hiring department. <laughs> we were just, uh, and we, we weren't 
like I said, if you'd applied for a job in marketing, I'm not sure we had a marketing department, but when you had hockey knowledge, we knew we were going to need some more hockey support. And I imagine that we hired somebody else at that point, but I absolutely kept your resume on file. And then we had another need and I'm so glad you said yes. And Came down from uh, windy Chicago to uh, sunny and, and uh, hot <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, well, I, I um, you're correct. Your first hire was was Mike Hirsch, and okay. I, I got to know him. Yeah. And we both intersected at the uh, there used to be the ProSet Hockey Tour, right? And they were doing a stop in Detroit, and Mike said, "I think Dr. Beckett would like to meet with you." Oh. So we met for breakfast before one of those shows. That was, was that how it happened? Yeah. And it was there that you kind of tested my knowledge, and you had Mike test my knowledge. It wasn't really an interview. It was just kind of a get-to-know thing. Oh, who's scarier, me or Mike? Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think you were just because you were the unknown, and at that time I'd already start to get to know Mike. And you know, we well, were, Mike was an intense guy, and, uh, and, and he knows collectors. And a great guy, but if he said, if he told me, hey, you need to talk to Dave, I, I absolutely yeah. uh, wanted to. I, I'm so glad it worked out. Well, and from that point on, I'd be, I'm proud to say that I was the first ever paid regional correspondent. Mm. What do you mean by that? I think you were asking me to do markups oh. and send them in every month. Oh, okay. As and we paid you... How did we pay you then? Uh, was it money or was it stuff? Or, no, you know? I, I still have copies of the first couple checks from you. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, they were personally signed by okay, you. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So I mark up magazines and send them in. And, okay. and really, that might have been an audition, I suppose. Uh, absolutely. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Because uh, we didn't do that very often. But again, the, one of the, for listeners' benefit, one of, the, one of the interesting things about having a small company, there are very few rules because <laughs> there's not enough people to make a bunch of rules. So we, we did what we thought was right and uh, made a lot more right decisions than wrong. Uh, certainly in the hiring decisions, we were looking for skill and competence, but we also were looking for character and somebody that we thought could really be a, uh, a really a good part of the team. And Dave, we found somebody not just who was a good part of the team in the role where he originally came into, but I look over the years and you did so many things for our company, that in uh, certainly in marketing and sales, but you, you, you wore a lot of hats. Hockey was just the entry point. It was. That was the first six years and moved on to advertising sales and uh, spent some time running the auction division. Yeah. Uh, did some, you know, cor- corporate sales and, uh, you know, Different show setups and yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're right. I, I enjoy. What do you enjoy the most? Wow, um, I would have to say the advertising sales in the heyday. Uh, and you're talking about uh, with the car companies mainly, right? Because you had the you had, you had our biggest and most important customers that you were their guy. Correct. And the fact that you because we had other people that applied and wanted to do that because it was where the big bucks were. But I felt and I, it was warranted based on how well you did that having a guy that understood how we did things would be the best approach for the card companies rather than somebody that was a slick, uh, you know, a snake oil salesman or right, something right. that that you could speak the language, you could communicate there. If they had concerns, you could communicate to the price guide guys. And that, um, and I think that really was borne out because they couldn't intimidate you. And I enjoyed that immensely because I really felt like that they did respect my hobby history. Exactly. I had product knowledge. And when I was recommending advertising vehicles or opportunities, that it wasn't just to make sales. It was to find the best fit for them to be successful, mm-hmm. to be able to have companies like, you know, Fleer and Upper Deck and Scoreboard and Donruss and uh, Collector's Edge and Pacific and be able to visit all of those companies right. and spend time with them. Um, it, you know, it really didn't feel like coming. It was a dream, you know, to, to be able to say that I'd been in Top's offices and had right. tours of different places. That was uh, it was almost special. like a consultative selling. I mean, you, you had a lot of knowledge and you could help them. 
and obviously you're trying to uh, uh, come away with a an advertising relationship that uh, would would be consistent and and mutually beneficial. Exactly. Uh, so what are you doing now, Dave? Are you, what, what, I, and I know, but for our listeners' benefit, what uh, what are you excited about now that you're doing or that you're uh, going to be doing? What's 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 exciting for you in your hobby journey? Well, my uh, my years at Beckett ended at 22. And that was in uh, 2013. Okay. And I went on to a metals company, and we created some collectible products that did make it into the hobby. And I was very excited and very proud of those, but it, it ended up not being a direction that was big enough for... Well, it wasn't a full-time job. I mean, no, that was. Oh, it was that at was. that point? At that point. For two years, I did work for Dallas Gold and Silver and Elemental right. uh, Minting. Yeah. But you were also acquiring stuff, weren't you, or putting things together, or... At that, that time, part at that time, that was just part of also working at yeah. managing their stores. I okay. was managing 11 okay. stores, collectibles, inventory. So I was, I was also okay. a store manager at the same time I was taking care of the okay. product. So again, using all my different backgrounds in, in the hobby. And, um, you know, after a period of time, it just wasn't a, a thing that they wanted to continue. So at, at the same time, uh, my wife's illness was getting to a point where it required more care. So it was really kind of a, unsuspected or really unwanted blessing that I ended up having to go out on my own because I wanted to stay. I needed to stay at home with her, but I also wanted to stay in the industry and do some things. And, you know, I think everybody always has the dream of working for themselves. And, yeah. and I, I kind of might not have ever done it unless I really got pushed well, to that point. And I, I did it. And, um, you know, I've done a lot of consulting. I created a company that, that I call uh, champion, uh, Collectibles consulting, probably too long of a name in retrospect, but, but, um, you know, in that, in that job, I, I've done some collectibles evaluations. I've done some storage lockers. I've done some, uh, consulting. Um, I also work with, uh, Brian Wallos on the decision political trading card sets. We did a couple in 2016, 2017. We're going to be doing more in 2020. Uh, I enjoy that. I've also used my metals connections to help some of the card companies in the industry attain the metals that they need for their products and have them custom minted. In, in the volumes and in, in the designs that they need. So again, utilizing my connections and all, you know, in my history to help other companies, you know, reach the things that they need to. So, um, I'm not as busy as I can be, but I, I'm as busy as I, as I really. Well, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're frankly a hero to the people that know you because they know what you've been through with a wife with a, a very serious and rare illness and how you've honorably dealt with that and how you've, uh, rearranged your life and your skills and your possibilities to uh, to be an excellent uh, husband and father in a, in a tough situation and still find ways to make contributions to a number of of uh, of uh, companies in this in this industry so what's a, what's a, what's ahead for you is the best yet to come uh, how do you see uh, are you looking for the next big idea in metals or what, what, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, in the industry, is this, is this the best you've ever seen it? Cause it's pretty, pretty hot right now compared for the national that we experienced a while back. But, uh, and again, when we were riding hard in the nineties, it was going strong, but what, what's good about today in the industry? Well, first, thanks for those kind words. I, I appreciate it. And, um, I've, I've done what I, you know, I think is the best best that I can do with the hand that I've been dealt. And that's the best way I explain it. Um, but as for the industry, yes, tremendous, tremendous national this year compared favorably with what people call the, the penultimate national, which is 1991. I think the only difference in 91 is I think we had more card companies. And oh, yeah. uh, so, uh, you know, the, the health can be measured in, in different ways, but I'm, I'm very excited and very happy with where the hobby is. And, and I hope I can play a small role in different companies 
uh, you know, going forward, I enjoy working from home. And uh, I, I think that, you know, as the budgets continue to rise, collective budgets continue to rise, I think the opportunities for including metals also continues to grow because people like real value in, in the collectibles. I mean, when you're asking $500, $700, $2,000 for a quote-unquote pack, they want to know that they're getting something. And right. sometimes including, you know, uh, an ounce of gold, an ounce of silver, uh, five autographs, ten pieces of memorabilia. You, you, right. you need substance. And if I could play a role in supplying mm-hmm. that substance, uh, I, I love I love that part. Um, I, I love the part of writing card backs and choosing images. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just love all, all aspects of applying my well, knowledge. One of the things I think you were really good at is that when we had... I mean, you, you're able to remain calm when there's a lot of chaos, whether it's uh, business, personal, family, whatever, this stuff happens, and you've been able to stay the course. And I, this is probably my last question. I'm just wondering, since you were working with these card companies back at the peak in the, in the 90s there, uh, and many of those that you consulted with are out of business. I know it's not your fault, but did you have any sense when that, in, at that time that not all these cards companies are going to make it and, uh, and, and, uh, these ones are not going to make it and these ones are going to endure. Could you, could you see cracks or did you just think, Hey, they're all just going as hard as they can for as long as they can? To us, to some extent, yes. I, I think some of the smaller ones, I mean, when, when football had seven licensed companies, you just knew that that was too much. I mean, I think one is too few, but I think seven yeah. was ridiculous. So sometimes I, I could see that, but I think a lot of the reduction has more to do with the licensors. Yeah. Than the companies themselves. I mean, we see a lot of good people from companies that are out of business yeah. now working for companies that are in business and, and being strong contributors. Correct. I mean, I, I think you know, virtually the the majority of the staff from Fleer is spread out over or Tops right. and, and Pinnacle and 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 I believe some Upper Deck, and and that just shows right. that. Uh, well, Fleer was, and you and I were part of that. It was uh, it had a nice ride, but it got kind of dysfunctional mm-hmm. toward the end. But speaking of strong contributors, I'm speaking to one, Dave Slipka. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll we'll talk again because you and I have uh, some other topics that we want to get into. But thanks for your time today. Thanks, listeners. Uh, again, we'll we'll talk again tomorrow. And thanks, Dave. Thanks, Jim.